This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Thank you, thank you. But again, we don't have time for accolades. In the sponsor, Opportunity Green Room, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby ambassador, and Kim Gifte Bailu, inventor of words, as they get ready for this show. That includes another visit from the great George Hook. But let's not waste any more time. Let's bring in John and Gift now. Gentlemen, very, very happy to report that we had another stellar week. 34 and 20 and i am just so happy for you guys and i know we got a lot to get to but uh take a bow fellas take a bow we don't do that see we're, we're humble over here all right we don't need well, to try and showboat like some people we are secure with ourselves yeah <laughs> right, well, that's right speak for yourselves i'll take the bow <laughs> thank you very much very much uh and guys good news too uh because the World Rugby uh, staff that judges on length of red cards, yellow cards, the bunker stuff, because they are big fans of John in the WWE, your sentence has been reduced from six segments to two. So you'll and last week is having served. So after this week, you'll be able to participate and talk to the likes of tier one talent like John, uh, like George Hook again. So good news all around for you guys. Is there any way we can get banned from this show for life? <laughs> so anyway, the Rugby World Cup, as we'll talk to George Hook about some of the stuff about the, you know Samoa and Fiji playing great, the Springboks, who I said were going to beat New Zealand, and they beat the tar out of them. They're looking like they're unstoppable. But John, as a gambling guy, you were you know you were right when you were saying New Zealand look great, look great, look great, look great, and now you can see in the blink of an eye or, you know, one game, how things can dramatically change on this level. You know why betters don't bet on preseason football? Because Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in preseason football. They bet on the regular season. They're not playing their stars. They're not playing their players. They're getting some guys some talent. They're going through some motions. That's all they're doing. These games mean very, very little. It means more to Samoa. It means more to Fiji because they got a chance to go out there. They have gotten a lot better. They got players back. But these guys cannot match up with these Tier 1 countries. Wait Not a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Are you suggesting, are you suggesting that – South Africa and New Zealand didn't go against each other loaded for bear at Twickenham? Correct. What, the, what, what is that? What are, you, what are you talking about? They are not a week or two out of the World Cup going to go out there and go all out. They're not going to run their best plays. They're not going to run their best offenses, their best defense. They're simply not going to do it. Huh. They want to win a World Cup. Both those guys, both those teams can win the World Cup. They're not going to risk anything in this game at Twickenham. John, does this apply to Fiji knocking off a desperate and having to win England for the first time in the history of Fiji and rugby at Twickenham, getting that win? I can tell you right now. They have to win. That's right. 
New England had to win that one to calm down the country from chopping off the guy's head, burning him at the stake, oh, no. and drawing, quartering him, and feeding him to the lions. They're smarter than that. All that all they got to do are is they? Yes, they are. They've got an easy pull to get out of in the World Cup. They can make it to the finals. I don't think they have a chance of winning the finals. They could make it to the finals. All that stands in the way is Australia and Argentina. They know that. They are on the C and D pools. The best team is going to come out of the A and B pools. They have a chance to get there. That will calm the country. Not this game against Fiji before the World Cup that everybody knows means nothing. Absolutely oh. nothing. Well, I, I, I I'm, we can agree to disagree here, guys. Well, you can be just wrong for the sake of getting along. <laughs> you can be wrong all you want. There's a reason they call them friendlies. Why don't you go stand in the sun a little bit longer? Okay, I want to see an egg fry on you. What did you forget? What did you you put baby oil on? What did they not have sunblock in Texas? In six days in Bermuda. Okay, I was in the sun all the time. Well, I put some sunscreen on. Friends, something you know nothing about. <laughs> on that note, let's go back at me a little bit more because I have to be on this show with the indignity of having lost to you two. We, you know, we were thirty-four and twenty. A great record, and I had a good record too, but you two somehow had a better record than I did, and because of that, I get the wooden spoon. Well done. I mean, it should have been a trending reward for you, regardless. But you know, we'll let you at least give us to get this one. You know, should have been four times straight. We know this. We know this. The people know. Gift. Bam. Gift. This is season three, episode twenty-nine. And now you have become John Bradshaw Layfield. <laughs> what happened, Gift? What happened? Hey, champs, champs work with champs. Champs work with champs. There we go. Hey. Attacking Boom. me while I'm down. All right. Okay. But, you know, we have you the other down, side of this. The reason we would kick you is because you're down. It's easier to kick a person when they're down. And that's shameful, which segues to the walk of shame. And you guys, collectively, are in the walk of shame for having been banned on this program by the bunker. Who banned us? Who banned us? You were banned. I, I need to see right. the authority, the voting body that created this ruling. This show, Roller Derby and World Cup are all the same. They're all fixed. Full of fat people <laughs> skating. Let's go to the top 14. John, who do you like in the top 14 this week? Next week, I will be at a birthday party with the owner of the Bordeaux Bagels. You think I'm betting against the Bordeaux Bagels? Oh, hell no. So I got Bordeaux all day, all night, all week. John, there are those that are wondering whether your pick is tainted because you're going to kiss the ass of the owner of the team. Yes, he's a good guy, and I like him. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Appreciate your transparency. (laughs) Gift, who do you like? Hey, look, you know, there's only one thing that you can take out of these matches. None of them matter. You could just call this the preseason with actual regular season uh, consequences. So we're going to go Stade Francais versus Montpellier, 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 whatever you want to say. PP, whatever you want to call them. They're, it's not a real win, all right? Stade Francais is just stacking up against a team of nothing that's going on over there. So they're going to go ahead and get this one. Does that mean anything? No. I also now kind of question their win from last year. If they're doing this again. Like, did they really, really actually win and play as well as they said? Or did they just take advantage that nobody wanted to play two weeks after a championship again and just break down the whole system one bit at a time? So, Gift, you're, you're, you're picking against the French mountain people. 
sure, why not? It's against right. the French. I, it's always a win for me against the French. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to pick Castra at home versus Bayonne. It's not the Bayonne Bombers from here in New Jersey. It is the Bayonne in the top four. It's Bayonne in the top 14. So I'm going to go with Castra at home. Let's take I a quick break. I wish you were the Bayonne bleeder like Chuck Webner. He's like bled a bunch. Chuck, Chuck and I were very good friends. He was a very nice Chuck man. Chuck does not like you. I know Chuck. He used to go to the same pub that the Bayonne Bombers went to in Bayonne, New Jersey. You're from Bayonne. You're actually, you finally admitted you're from Jersey. I'm from Hudson County. I've said I'm from New Jersey the entirety of this show, but you you're don't listen to anything other than your kiss friend gift. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. And we are back, and we have the pleasure once again of welcoming in the esteemed George Hook. Mr. George Hook, welcome back, first off. It's good to talk to you always. Let's get to it. The Rugby World Cup coaching situation who's got the best situation who's got the worst situation well look the point about coaching is that the best coaches are not necessarily in charge of the best team so like if you're the best coach in the world and you're coaching Italy then you're not going to win the World Cup however you could be quite a poor coach and be coaching South Africa and you got a very good chance of having the William Webb Ellis Trophy on your sideboard. So the success in the team and the coach isn't necessarily the same team. However, a bad coach can make a good team worse, okay? If you don't mind me going all the way back to 1987. Not all the way to 87. <laughs> when I'm with the U.S. Eagles in Australia. Now, that pool was Japan, who we beat, and America didn't get another victory in the World Cup for a long time. But Australia had the best coach in the World Cup, in my view, in Alan Jones. They lost in the semi-final. England, indisputably, had the two worst coaches in the tournament who didn't speak to each other. One was a public schoolboy from London, and the other was a working-class guy from the north of England. And they performed poorly. So bad coaches can affect us. And, and therefore, we are looking at England. That's the first key example. Is Borthwick the worst coach in, in the World Cup? I don't know. And it would be unfair to say he is. But what he's doing is he's now got a team that has two players who won't play in the warm-up games. Farrell out half from the pull at number eight. He's got 
two players. This is Scrum Half and Wayne Watson and Von Plout. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Doesn't matter. The Scrum Half, uh, who uh, are gone out of the tournament, and he's got about five guys who are doubtful. Now, what he has done is. He has picked quite an old team, and there's a lot of good young guys in England who aren't getting a shout. So, and their performance against Fiji, which I'm sure you won't talk about, um, was terrible. I mean, they were slow, uh, they just were awful, right? And he must bear responsibility for that. He's now in the job long enough to have put his stamp on the kind of game. If you compare that, staying with best versus worst, if you compare Andy Farrell at Ireland, now, can they get out of the group? Uh, mm. they, they, they won't beat Argentina, so now the button for second place, and uh, they've got Japan, Chile, and Samoa, so you got to think they're going to come out of that, and then suddenly we see Samoa at the weekend, and we think they might beat them either. So, but he still, I think, could get within 80 minutes of a yeah. semi final. And yeah. three of the top five teams in the world are not going to make semi final. You mentioned Samoa. We, we mentioned Ireland, obviously. The impact of the Fijian and Samoan performances on the weekend. Well, you've got to look at the Pacific nations Fiji, Samoa, and Tonga, who have some of the greatest players over the generations. They are cannibalized by their neighbors, uh, Australia and New Zealand, and even further afield. So they lose their best players. Suddenly, world rugby, astonishingly, have shown some care for the game, which is something they're incapable of showing, but have finally shown some care for the game, and have started to fund the Pacific nations. Net result, Fiji now have players uh, who are playing for Fiji and not for Australia and New Zealand. And they were magnificent. Admittedly, it's a bad team, but you know you got to beat the bad guys too. And they were superb. So in their group, Australia-Wales, they're going to be a big threat, I think, to what we thought was going to be one and two. Yeah. They're going to be a big threat. Samoa have got a bunch of former Australian, former Wallabies, former All Blacks playing for them, and they gave Ireland a big fright. Now, you have to put that in perspective, because essentially it was Ireland B, because uh, Farrell was giving guys games, including the rubbishy winger Jacob Stockdale. Um, so There it is. But interestingly, again, when in the last quarter he brought the good guys off the bench, the real guys, Ireland were much better. Again, and this is a problem for these warm-up games. Kean Healy, number two loose head, may we miss the entire World Cup. We don't know it's early days. She and from a previous warm-up game, best uh, hooker, might be the best hooker in the world, yeah. uh, is... We don't know, is the honest answer. We lost five of nine lineouts in the first half against Samoa. So, like, there's Ireland A, 
But if I suddenly have injuries and there's a certain 38-year-old fly half who hasn't played for six months, you know, and misses all the warm-up games, in the last World Cup, Sexton gets in, injured and I'll lose. So without Sexton, we're a different team. So those are all the bits that are flying around. Now, Samoa are in, in England's group. So, so I would have thought a week or two ago, England would get come through in second place. Now they mightn't, you know, Samoa, yeah. and who knows, yeah. even Japan. The know? puncher's chance. Yeah, I mean, if although Japan again is quite interesting, have gone back a lot. But I didn't tell you the best coach, though, which is an interesting one. We've got to give Nienbar, coach South Africa, enormous credit. They, to use an Irish word, which I hope our American audience will understand, South Africa hockeyed New Zealand, right? Now, now they, 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 now I know New Zealand got a red card and lost a guy and all that sort of stuff. But if one could argue that they were under duress because of South Africa, and that's why they were forced to play ill-disciplined rugby. Correct. And um, But they got you see, New Zealand got away with all kinds of crap. You know, like because they're New Zealand, it's a, it's a bit like you know, uh, you we we believe the doctor all the time, so he says to us, right. "You got you know," and we assume he knows what he's doing. Yeah. But lots of doctors don't know what they're doing. Then we get a lawyer, and he tells us to do something, and then we discover he's in Egypt too. The problem is the All Blacks are the best cheats in the world. Yeah. But they don't get picked up. Witness the World Cup final against France when France had six cold penalties in the last 10 minutes and didn't get them. So uh, I'm not crying salty tears for the All Blacks particularly. I never fancied them much. But Joe Schmidt is part of the management. So now I definitely don't like him. Uh, George, before we let you go, you had a you had a, a an American college rugby match in your backyard. Navy defending their title, their collegiate uh, rugby association of America title D1 D1A versus Notre Dame University. A little bit of a lopsided score, 78-0, but what are your thoughts on American rugby game, college game? How thrilling it is for the kids to be playing over in Dublin. Well, of course, it's not the first time. This has no. been a regular event now, and and we take it to our heart. Although we spend most of our time watching the cheerleaders rather than the game on the, on the grass. But the most interesting thing: Notre Dame had a linebacker, okay, who, like all linebackers, is the size of my house, okay. <laughs> and lo and behold, his father captained Blackrock College. Oh. Here to win the school's cup in Ireland in 1960. Bertrand. So uh, that's quite uh, interesting. Um, you know, uh, I have to tell you, America, the NFL isn't going to catch on over here. I mean, we're we're now watching we're now watching a poor man's version of the NFL in rugby, in which we see fellas carrying the ball for three yards, and which used to first down, 
And the thing that used to annoy me so much when I was in America, they'd tell me that Mickey Joe Malarkey carried the ball for 27 yards and some other fellow had five assists and all this. And I said, thanks be to God, we don't do this in rugby. And what's happened? Every time I tune in my television now, they tell me who's got assists, who's carried yards. Yeah. My God. No, Stats, no. baby. Stats. It's another opportunity well, for I mean, America has a lot to America has a lot to be blamed for. And and if it if it has turned rugby union, in my view, the greatest game ever invented. The game that big guys, small guys, fat guys, thin guys, slow guys, fast guys could play. Now it's just a game for big bruisers like the NFL. And you know. Well, what what would Faf de Clark say to you right now? Faf de Clark, yeah, but he's so rare. He, he is a rarest. I mean, he is an unbelievable rarest. I'm looking at my grandson, six foot two and a half. Right? He wants to be a jockey. And he's a scrum half. Yeah. Well, in the name of heaven. All right. Well, George, I'm getting the, the look from the producers that were once again over. But my final comment to you, do you think that the uh, Irish kit had anything to do with the, the margin of victory that, you know, a white shirt, blue shorts, green socks, not exactly the definition of uniform. They dress in a closet. It's been very lucky that this uh, media man is colorblind. So I have no idea. what. Oh, well, let me fill you in. You, you, let me get, you get your blood boiling. But on that note, while your blood is boiling, sir, I want to thank you once again for gracing us with your presence. That's all. Delighted. All right, Mr. George Hook, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be right back after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. back and gentlemen it's it's winding down again these things just fly by we're having such a good time no, they but, don't they drag and with that let's go to the nrl rugby league code the only real rugby competition that's not influenced by another uh entity like the rugby world cup they're playing their players every week week in weekend week in and week out and there are some good picks and some good value there and we had another good week with the nrl last week john who you like this week very simple. The King and I love our Australian mates down there. I, we're Aussies mm. at heart. I'm going with the Broncos. The Cowboys like we are down in Nolens in Texas. And they're going to hold off the storm. How about that? Go with Brisbane all the way. Yep. Hey, look, we're t- talking about the best billionaire matchup if this was the NFL. It's not. It's the NRL. And so oh. we're just going to be taking the regular Panthers and Cowboys. Uh, for the NRL, Panthers have been playing their hard. Cowboys trying to fly high, but look at the Panthers to try and get themselves back in the number one place again. They've been holding back a little bit, got a few losses under their belt, which was a little weird, but they're about to maul those Cowboys. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the Cowboys don't got greats like our champ over here to be able to bolster them. So what can we do? Oh, that's fabulous. You guys, I mean, 
You did have a, I have to I have to kneel to you because you did have a good week last week and it's killing me. It's absolutely killing me. But I got to get to the business of picking another good pick. And I like those manly sea eagles. The manly sea eagles. You like those manly sea eagles, don't you? I do. I really like those manly sea eagles against the West Tigers. And I think they're gonna maul, they're gonna destroy them. They're absolutely gonna destroy them. You're gonna All say right. they're gonna maul them. You're just gonna give like some zoo animal reference, like your Steve Irwin. Let's move on to the NPC. Who do you like in the NPC, Cowboy? Wellington, again. Go back to the well. Just keep going. See, I coached one year. I ran the triple counter trade, like the old Redskins used to run. Now the Redskins, the, the commanders, excuse me, excuse me, because I'm old school and forget about the fact they've changed their name for very good reasons. They used to run Grimm and Jacoby around that counter trade. I used to run the counter trade and they didn't stop us. And my coach, head coach goes, why did you quit running it if they never stopped us? He goes, run it till they stop you. I'm betting Wellington until they do different against counties. Uh, you know, uh, there's a nice little story, and it actually made sense. Who knew? Gift, who do you like? Look, you know, whenever you're talking about teams that seem like they have the ferocious feeling to them, you got to love matchups that are like Tasman versus Minnewato. It doesn't matter what the name is because they got don't have the aggressiveness of Tasman. All right, the Tasmanian Devil, the shortened version. That is riggedy, riggedy, brrr, spin, 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 break some stuff. That's what yeah. we like to talk about. And look at Tasman to be able to get the win in this one. Gift, you know, your one-liner last week about the Bay of Plenty. Well, they didn't take kindly to it, and they went out and walloped their opposition because of you. And I think they're going to do that again this week. I don't think they're going to have any problem. Pick the Bay of Plenty. On that note, guys, we're basically out of time. We have to come up with our picks of the week. So here, here's what I found. Look, here's what I found. You can bet all Southern Hemisphere to be in the finals of the Rugby World Cup. Now, what that would mean is that England and France would not make it. I think that is a pretty good bet. It is plus 135. I am going to make that bet. That's a good bet. John, you continue to astound. Because looking at you, listening to you, watching you, you would really think that you were really, you know, challenged mentally in a lot of ways. No offense. But then you come out with these picks. It's just amazing. Gift? <laughs> Look, you know, I've been out here. I probably irreparably damaged the reputation of my friend to his neighbors as they all have looked at me with anger for this. Luckily, none of them can speak English, and they can't yell at me correctly. But if they did, I'd point them at you. Just like I would like to point out that the Knights will end up probably destroying the Dragons. Who cares about a plus minus? All we know is over a, a, a win or loss, it's going to be the Knights. It's going to be the Knights day in and day out. We keep it simple over here. Unlike the reputation of my friend to his neighbors. That's not very nice. Not very nice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, water off a duck. It's just about entertaining people and getting them good picks to make some money. And that's what all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to just keep picking winners. That's all I'm going to do. And I'm going to go with Racing 92 to get back on the winning track, if you will, against Perrepion. And on that note, we're out of time, guys. Plugs, gift. Hey, as always, yo, guys, check out healthenhancefoods.com. Hey, we have just taken another step forward as our CEO, Carolina Bailey. Just got on to the USDA Technical Advisory Board for processed foods. So we now get to control the processed foods that come into the country and out of it. Just let you know. And in the meantime, get the great food, best flowers, health-enhanced foods. Healthenhancefoods.com, right? 
healthenhancedfoods.com. Yes. John, plugs? Healthenhancedfoods.com. I'm going to give that a plug, too, because it is King Ebalo and also stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. Me and Gerald Briscoe, my good friend, WWE Hall of Famer, have stories with wrestling, sport legends, MMA legends, all kinds of legends. Mr. Briscoe really likes the King Ebalo. He really dislikes you, Matt. Well, I like him nonetheless, and it is a great show. Tune into that, folks. And I'm going to plug, again, the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street in New York City for all the Rugby World Cup matches, folks. You got to go. On that note, we're out of time. I want to thank the WWE Hall of Famer and rugby advocate and ambassador John Bradshaw Layfield, the inventor of words, King Gift A. Bailu, bringing you healthy foods. And thanks to George Hook as well. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including MLR Weekly, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team. <laughs>